Welcome to the DC Today, your daily market synopsis of the Dividend Cafe, brought to you every Monday through Thursday to bring you up-to-date information and perspective on financial markets. Hello, welcome to DC Today. Brian Seitel with you on Tuesday. It's February the 27th, and uh, here with you on a, a fairly quiet day, really, in markets. We uh, closed off of the lows, at least on the Dow. We still ended up slightly negative. We were down about 96 points. S&P and NASDAQ eked out some small gains on the day. Um, Ten-year yields were down a couple basis points, two basis points. So a bit of a quiet day, which is fine. There was a uh, a seven-year treasury auction. Actually, after the auctions yesterday, I think it was two and fives that were a little slower as far as bidders coming in to buy buy uh, the supply that we have of new treasuries. Today's seven-year actually went pretty pretty good. It, it uh, was bid to cover of 15.5 versus about a 13 to 1 uh, on average. So a good amount of buyers there. And, and uh, what I wrote was <laughs> if the big news out of Asia today was that Japan's inflation was much hotter than expected at a, at a, a big 2% um, year-over-year uh, inflation rate versus, uh, versus ours, and their two-year uh, government uh, bond yields are now yielding 0.165%. So 0.165%. It's just no wonder that U.S. debt trading at you know 4.3% with arguably in most ways and by most metrics, the stronger underlying economy um, wouldn't, wouldn't attract bidders from around the world. And that's, of course, what happens. You know, capital flows around the world where it's most rewarded, risk-adjusted meaning that you can get higher yields in parts of the world that are, you know, devaluing currencies, you know, like South America or, you know, some of these places. But risk adjusted, when you look at a strong credit like the U.S. and um, in these higher yields, and frankly, higher yields because of good fundamentals. So they're not higher yields because we're trying to restrict capital from leaving the country or, or you know, capital outflows, people trying to sell dollars. It's the opposite. We're, uh, we have higher yields because we have higher growth right now. Um, knocking on wood, um, and frankly, some higher inflation that we've dealt with that is now coming down. And so as capital flows around the world, what you end up getting is is currency appreciation. The U.S. dollar is now trading 17% above where its historical average is versus trading peers. And it's back to where it was in the pandemic, basically. So those highs, which was more of a flight to safety into the U.S. dollar, um, you're back there based on fundamentals, relative strong fundamentals versus, you know, a pretty weak Europe, um, a stronger Japan, which is nice to see than than what we've seen, you know, in recent decades, frankly, but still on a relative basis, uh, fairly slow overall. So that's where money goes and you get rising currencies. And in the short term, you know, it causes a slowdown in exports potentially because our widgets that we sell across the world end up costing more because they're sold in dollars. And then since we already have a negative trade imbalance, meaning that we import more than we export, it's not necessarily a great thing if we're going to export a little less potentially. And so those are the short term kind of naysayers on why strong currency is tough. Long term, it's hard to argue that it isn't a net positive. It's why we're the reserve currency of the world. It's that we have a strong and stable economy and a strong and stable currency. And that's something to be coveted and protected. And so I don't necessarily have a problem with you know, a strong currency, uh, given all the fundamental reasons. The pendulums do tend to swing back and forth. Um, all these things are interrelated and, and tied together. 
Um, but that's where we are right now, at least for 2024, some news. Um, David had a piece in there about uh, just where markets are. So we're about 90% through reporting season on earnings for Q4. And uh, we're expecting a, uh, a finish with 10% to go of right around a 10% growth on total earnings for the S&P 500 versus a year ago. So that's pretty good. Um, we were expecting 11% in October, so it's a little lower, but not much, and, and we'll, we'll take it. Uh, and that's fine and good. Uh, his point was, if we're looking at an S&P at 5,078 as of today, and you're looking at an estimate for 2024 earnings of 243, which is about 10% higher on an estimate versus where we closed last year, then that means that you're already trading at 21 times forward earnings on the S&P. So it just isn't cheap by any metric. And so when you're thinking of buying an index or, you know, or making that case, just remember that there's a lot of things right now that rhyme with 1999-2000 era. There just is. The top 10 holdings um, are trading at uh, a wider margin to the overall market than they did in the year 2000. And so there's a part of the market that's just overvalued. Um, there's a part, part of the market that isn't. We tend to play in those, uh, we tend to swim in those pools a lot more often. The other news for today, there was a durable goods report out that was frankly much weaker than expected. It's a month over month number. So, you know, I don't know that there's a lot for me to read into on a 30 day change, but durable goods uh, matter. These are big orders in the economy, things like airplanes and transportation and, and things like this, uh, core goods. Um, they were down 6%. Uh, 6.1%. And we were expecting them to be down. There's some seasonal factors and such, but they were down more than expected and fairly broad-based. You know, there, there was a slowdown because of some Boeing safety issues on, on some trade, uh, I'm sorry, on some plane deliveries. And so that was part of it, but, uh, but it was broad-based otherwise. So we'll keep an eye on that. Consumer sentiment on the day was uh, weaker than expected. Again, you know, it's a lagging indicator. We've talked about it many times before. You know, it's a survey of how people felt about what they've just been through, not necessarily um, them knowing, you know, what is to come. And then uh, the Case-Shiller Home Index on the day, this is all just in the economic calendar, was um, was up 5.5% for uh, year over year. So for the month of December, we're now 5.5% higher than we were the December before. And again, it's still a very resilient housing market from a price perspective, uh, mainly around just a dearth of, uh, of activity. You know, it, it's, um, there's not a lot of transactions happening to, to, to set prices and the ones that are, are, are holding up on the, on the prices just fine. Um, I put a question, a live question that I got, um, that I thought was fairly relevant and important, um, around our ability to design asset allocations to meet a certain income yield. And so what I've described in there is if someone has, you know, an income yield of say 4%, meaning that the assets that they've saved and, you know, to support their lifestyle with a 4% income yield that supports, you know, their spending needs and such, if that's the need, we can easily tailor the portfolio around asset allocation versus things like risk and things like, you know, other goals, tax considerations, all these things matter. With that, we've got tomorrow, um, there's a first, uh, first revision of Q4 GDP. We're expecting it unchanged at 3.3. And so we'll see if that, that alters a little bit one way or the other. And then there's some trade imbalance figures 
which I alluded to in my opening paragraph that I'll be looking at. So with that, I'm going to let you go for the night. Uh, it's been lovely being with you. Reach out with questions or thoughts, frankly, or anything you think I you disagree with. I'd love to hear from you. Um, otherwise, I will see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. The Bonson Group is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free risk. There is no guarantee that the investment process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. The Bonson Group and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the Bonson Group and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for any related questions.